worship today under the gaze of a God who knows no limits. God invites us in. God invites us to go out. God clings to us always in our faith and in our doubting. This is God's unlimited way. Amen. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, inspire us to believe in you more, trust in you even more, fully love and care in an unlimited way. When we are feeble in faith, strengthen us, strengthen our resolve, sturdy our commitment and unbind us as we love and care for one another. Amen. Today's reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 24 through 29. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. Morning. Morning. Seeing is believing. For Thomas, this was absolutely the case. But why? Why did he need concrete evidence? Was he shaken by grief? Did he feel left out? Was he afraid? I can't imagine what it must have been like for Thomas and the other disciples following the Son of God and spreading the good word only to have him crucified to death in such a public manner. Watching the crucifixion would shake most of us to the core, earth-shattering. Have you seen something so horrific? This is where we see Thomas in this passage. I've had my doubts and questions about many things, sometimes insignificant, uh, like doubting whether or not a waiter properly memorized my order. Uh, Did I lock the door when I left my apartment today? I hope so. Did I feed the cat? Possibly. Sometimes you find yourself with harder questions, 
Can I do this? Can I do this? Before I go any further, I wanted to take a moment here. My Can I Do This happened to take place last November. I want you to know that I'm very sensitive to the fact that the great majority of people experienced that season in varying degrees. I can only speak to my experience, which is personal to me. <clears throat> the evening started pretty abruptly. Social media was exploding and my phone wouldn't stop buzzing. Didn't seem reasonable. So close to home. Once I got to the underpass near Borderline, I recognized some faces. Faces trying to piece it all together with no words to describe what they were seeing. We eventually moved towards the Jans Marketplace parking lot where some treatment was being dispatched. It was dark and gloomy, but still those faces. A sleepless night ended behind that chapel soundboard for me, right up there. When I got there, my two coworkers greeted me and they offered to run the soundboard for that event, for that gathering. And I stubbornly said, uh, I'd rather do it. I remember after the gathering, exiting the chapel and looking up at the sky and seeing these dark clouds. I don't think I understood what was happening at that point. I remember knowing that it was a fire, but not really processing the severity of it. My godparents and friends decided to take me to Stacked. I went with them, fragile, but hungry. When we left, the sky was darker and the winds were howling. I slept. A few days later, we were told that it would be in our best interest to evacuate from the fires. My godparents offered me their home to retreat to a cabin in the woods. It was very peaceful. After some time and some rest, we returned to Thousand Oaks. I had been working on a video to memorialize my friend that I lost at Borderline, and I was exporting the file to upload uh, to YouTube, and I received a phone call from my friend Joe. And he told me, your apartment's on fire. I was like, there's no way. So I, I finished the upload, and I went to my apartment complex and found that there was just a lot of fire trucks around there, and there was a rumored bomb threat. You ever hear that one idiom, three strikes and you're out? Well, it's real. This last dramatic stint sent me over the edge. I can't imagine what it must have been like for Thomas and the disciples to watch Jesus treated the way he was. I can't imagine what that grief had done to Thomas, how it shook him. I will say that I was pretty shaken about everything last November. I doubted everything, relationships, shelter, my fortitude, everything. But I think there's something to be said about the disciples in this passage. They stick out to me more than any other image than ever before. Beaten down, full of doubt, Thomas still had his friends. I saw that last November. Those familiar faces in the Jans parking lot. My coworkers trying to take the soundboard away from me when I needed to sleep. A well-needed meal at Stacked. The cabin that my godparents allowed me to retreat to. 
Remember, Jesus did not fault Thomas for needing concrete evidence to believe. This fact is beautiful. It's important. But I now feel it is as equally important to remember that in a time of doubt, the disciples were there with Thomas, as you all are with me. Thank you. Please stand for our closing prayer and let us pray. In this moment, Lord, draw me to your unlimited love. Help me shape my love into a limitless love. Help me to know that love without limits is what compassion looks like. Amen. Let us join together in singing our closing hymn, We've Come This Far by Faith. The choir will sing the verses and we will join in the refrain.